Welcome back, I'm John, your host, and today on the Red Dice Diaries podcast, we're talking about snake oil salesmen. Now, as you may be aware, if you've listened to any of my previous rambles about tabletop RPG, particularly D&D and OSR games, I am really not a fan of magic item shops. In my opinion, being able to just pop to the D&D equivalent of a convenience store and purchase healing potions and whatever makes magic seem more commonplace. It reduces the wonder of magic in your game and it also makes the sort of stereotypical, slightly superstitious reactions of your typical peasants, etc. to magic seem nonsensical. After all, why are the peasants going to be like, oh, it's devilry or whatever they say? If magic is everywhere and every sort of settlement has a potion shop or a magic wand shop or whatever, for me, it also makes the quest for such items seem a little bit more banal and humdrum, since what's the point in plumbing the depths of dangerous dungeons and hitherto undisturbed catacombs, braving traps and perilous monsters to get such items, if you can just nip down your 7-Eleven or whatever and pick up one of these items at a reasonable or even slightly high cost. Yeah, you could say, well, you need to go adventuring to get the money to buy it in the first place. But that doesn't seem quite as entertaining to me, you know. I'm effectively just doing a day job, really, and then I'm just going to use my wages to purchase what I want. I mean, isn't that pretty much what most of us do in real life anyway? Certainly not what I'm looking forward to personally in a game of fantasy adventure. So, with all that said, if I don't like magic item shops, why would I make a video about people selling magic cure-rolls and stuff like that? Well, in real life, we've got this figure, mostly historical one, of snake oil salesmen. And I looked this up on the Cambridge Dictionary Online to see what the definition of that was and they define a snake oil salesman as someone who deceives people in order to get money from them. We commonly use the expression nowadays to refer to a con man, a grifter or another person who attempts to profit by defrauding others. The term comes from the fraudulent cure-all snake oil that was sold by many in the past, primarily 18th and 19th century Europe and the US to relieve those desperate for cures for various maladies of their money. So, why would you have people like this in your D&D game where actual, like, real world and in inverted commas, magic exists? Well, think about it. In the real world, we don't have magic or the supernatural in the same way as is often commonplace in a D&D world. And yet, by all accounts, many people were duped and taken in by the fabulous claims of the cure-all conman. How much easier would it be to persuade someone that you had a magical cure for all ailments in a world where magic and the fantastic is actually demonstrably proven to exist? Now, you might point out that many peasants in D&D are fearful of magic. Would they buy such a cure-all if they believed it to be sorcery? And that's a valid point, but part of the reason that cure-alls and many other cons have worked in the real world were that they were sold by often very charismatic people who had the ability to project a false aura of tradition and legitimacy to their product. After all, 
Whilst your D&D peasant family might not be willing to buy a potion that reeks of malodorous sorcery, they may be willing to try an ancient recipe that the seller learned during his time living amongst the ancient and wise monks of the Snow Peak Mountains, a secret known only to a few over the last 1,000 years. And let's face it, that doesn't have to be true, but it makes it sound mystical and magical, doesn't it? Also, if someone seeks out a cure-all, it's generally because someone they know or love is extremely ill or perhaps even dying. As horrible a prospect as it is to contemplate, a lot of cons work best on people who are already desperate and or vulnerable and at their wit's end. In that state, people will often cling to even the most unlikely prospect of hope or relief. Snake oil salesmen make great villains for a campaign, and they're a sort of different level of villain. Not the moustache-twirling or world-corrupting villain that you tend to have in the later stages of a campaign. I suppose snake oil salesmen are the sort of petty, middle-level villains of a campaign. They don't con people as part of some grand plan or to bring an unshrouding darkness to your campaign world. They do it either for the thrill of getting away with the con, or more likely, simply to fill up their own pockets moving on to a different town or village before dissatisfied customers can catch up with them. If you want to have a villain for just a few sessions rather than as a long-running antagonist, you can have the PCs come across a few villages where the conman has visited and they come across people who have used the useless cure-all. Some of them might even still believe that the tonic has done them some good and then they can track the route that the conman has taken across your campaign world or at least the immediate area. It can also add an interesting moral wrinkle to your game if you want to bring that into your campaign. What if, after following the trail of the conman, the PCs track them down to a village, but when they rock up to apprehend them, the conman is defended by local villagers who sincerely believe that they're standing up for a humanitarian who is bringing them relief from their ailments. What do the PCs do? Do they prove the conman's villainy or try to subdue slash force their way past the villagers taking the common into custody, but perhaps damaging any potential future relationships with the people from that village. Now, this might not be much of a quandary if your group is a load of murder hobos who just merrily butcher their way through the villagers, but even so, such actions are probably going to have consequences further down the line. The presence of snake oil salesmen in a campaign also throws up some other interesting questions. First of all, what ingredients are they using in their tonics? Are the ingredients commonplace? Are they rare? Are they harmful or just simply ineffective? And there's no shortage of uh, so like mercury, for instance, and other substances that were believed to be sort of miracle cure-alls for maladies in the past and that we now know to actually be quite toxic. Does the cure-all have any effect at all, even if it's not what's advertised? There were a number of cure-alls sort of back in the 18th and 19th century that acted as diuretics or had a mild sort of effect on the digestion and sort of helped things along a bit. So they did have an effect and people thought they were being cured, but it wasn't really the cure that they were being sold. And also in a world where actual magic users and healers exist, what do they think of such conmen? Do they think that they're actually providing a useful service so they're not getting swamped with requests for healing and whatever? Do they think they're terrible miscreants who are duping the innocent people? Or somewhere in between? Answering these questions could take your game in new and interesting directions without you having to introduce another major villain or great swathes of background information. 
It also helps to fill in the law of your campaign world, giving it just a little bit of extra texture. So perhaps the next time your PCs stumble from the dungeon, bleeding from a dozen conflicts and desperate for healing, rather than hit up the local temple, their only option is a flamboyant individual claiming to have the cure for what ails them. Is this person a con man or a genuine healer? And are the PCs desperate enough to risk their tonics? So, hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast about snake oil salesmen. I'm also going to create a random chart which will allow you to quickly determine the details of a snake oil salesman in case you want one in your campaign. And I'll put that up on the blog at www.reddicediaries.com. It should be live by the time this episode is. If you've got any thoughts on snake oil salesmen, perhaps you'd like to tell us how you use them in your game. Or if you've got any thoughts on selling magic items in general, please do let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can get in touch with us a few different ways. You can leave us a voicemail using Anchor or SpeakPipe, links down in the description, or you can send us an email to rdrpgpodcast at gmail.com. So until we see you next time, take care, and whatever you're playing, have fun. Mm-hmm.